Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everyone, just me at the top of the show to say a few things. So if you're in Sydney, come along this Sunday. One o'clock, doors open at the Vanguard. We have Don't You Know Who I Am? Kicking off at one thirty with guests Becky Lucas, Tom Cashman, Ben Koshin, and Danielle Walker. Then at 3 o'clock, my show, Josh Earl Talks. It's a show I did in 2019. I love this show. I think you'll really like it as well. Um, it's the craziest stories I have all put into one show. You'll enjoy it. It's fun. So tickets are at joshearl.com.au. Go there. Tickets are only $20. Last time was almost sold out. This time, woof, not. So if you came last time and you haven't got a ticket... Get a ticket now. Relieve a bit of my anxiety, please. It'll be really, really helpful. That'd be great. Also, I have the show December 18, the uh, fundraiser for the Indigenous Literacy Foundation, which is 100% Hits, Volume 17, Side A, whole bunch of great acts going, doing songs. It's going to be fun. Really, really appreciate it if you could come. It's December 18, 3 o'clock at the European Beer Cafe. Same place as before. Go to joshell.com.au for the tickets. Also, if you're in a giving mood, join the Patreon. What you're about to hear is an episode that was a Patreon-only episode. I'm not doing a, a brand new 100% Hits episode this week because after, what, almost three years? Was it two years and ten months? I got COVID. I haven't had it yet. I got it this week. Uh, so, look, I'm, I'm doing okay. Just uh, staring at a screen for ages and doing all the editing and and research for the show uh was going to give me a really bad headache more than more than what i already had so here's an episode of pod machine i did earlier in the year with conchetta cristo very very funny so if you like this become a patreon subscriber go to patreon.com slash d-y-k-w-i-a i will change that one day to just josh l so you can remember but it's patreon.com slash d-y-k-w-i-a become a patreon subscriber get an episode of Pod Machine every single week, plus all the live Don't You Know Who I Am's that i am uh, been recording. That's all I need to say. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Hopefully I see you in Sydney on Sunday if you're in Sydney. Come along. Don't make me look like a dick in front of my friends. Anyway, enough from me. Enjoy this episode of Pod Machine. Hello and welcome to Pod Machine, the Patreon-only podcast where I, Josh Earl, sit down with a buddy and we discuss the compilation series, Hit Machine, and today it's a very special guest, the specialist guest so far. Can you please welcome, it's Conchetta Cristo, yay! <laughs> yay, thanks for having me, Josh. How are you? Oh my God, I'm thriving, I'm living, I'm breathing, I'm happy to be here. I mean, if you want the honest truth, yeah. anytime anyone's like, hey, Conchetta, how are you? I'm that person that makes it negative immediately i'm like ah. it's win- it's winter i'm depressed i have seasonal affective disorder i'm like, blah, blah, blah. and then um and they're like okay <laughs> <laughs> but then you get to say well you did ask 
That's the thing. That's how I yeah. always think. Sometimes I do that as well. And I'm like, well, you asked. I remember I was on a tram once and David Quirk hopped on the tram and we didn't really know each other that well. This is like 15 years ago. And I said, hey, man. And we, I said, how are you doing? He goes, um, yeah, my mum just died. I mean, you asked me. So, yeah. And then we had a really lovely conversation about his mum and how he's feeling. And it, I didn't feel weird about it. And he didn't no. feel weird. It was, it was nice. That's because you're too lovely people. You know what I mean? If you put an asshole in the mix who was like, whoa, dude, I'm yeah. on a tram. Leave me alone. You know, that's, well, that's what I'm hoping when I say that it's winter. In my head, everyone should just be a little bit. It's not it's not the best season. And I, I mean, I am interested to learn people who really do love winter. Yeah, I, I do because my birthday's in winter. So is mine. When's your birthday? June 26th. When are you? August 1st, babe. It's a there nightmare because all I wanted for 28 years is to have a, pe- a, a pool party. Yeah. And I was, could never. Well, my brother was January 26th, so summer and school holidays and yeah. Australia Day. So he always had... Like parents yeah. had the day off and it was like, this is, I'm going to go to school on my birthday. This is bullshit. <laughs> That's bullshit. That's yeah. so bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, we're not talking about that. What we're talking about is the, the Hit Machine compilation series. Now this turned into So Fresh. Did you have any So Freshes when you were a kid? Yes. I was yeah. talking about this with Ben. I was like, I don't know what the hell these guys are talking about. All I know is So Fresh CDs. Yeah. Um, But they turned into that. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And so So Fresh they had a name change and got even more popular. Yes. When I think of So Fresh, I'm thinking of an era with like Britney and yeah. Justin Timberlake. and yeah. A lot of Shania and, Twain. And can I throw something out there? It's music related. Yep. But does anyone remember like when you would get CDs with your cereal? Like I'm pretty sure I had a Cocoa Pops like where they had two or three tracks on it. Like I, music. Do I don't, but I remember when McDonald's gave away tapes and it had four songs on a tape and it was like such a weird thing because tapes (laughs) are generally 60 minutes or 90 minutes and this was some weird little just 15 minute tape that was like so bizarre but it had the one I got had um the Rockmelons and uh Denny Hines on it and I don't remember the other songs I remember that one I think that's like a dream I would have in how much I love McDonald's. If McDonald's gave me a mixtape, I'd be like, okay, he likes me. Um, Well, I remember, I think this was just a tazzy thing for a long, long time. KFC had popcorn chicken and it was only a seasonal thing. And when I would tell people, they're like, no, there's no such thing as popcorn chicken. I said, there was, there was an ad with kids on bikes doing like monos and jumping up and down going pop, pop, popcorn chicken. And everyone was like, no, no, no. And then... 10 years later, they bring out popcorn chicken. I'm like, I didn't make that up. That's actually something they obviously just tested in Tassie and went, nah, they're not ready yet. We'll wait 15 years and then we'll bring it in. That honestly needs to be like the the new, um, you know how Cam and Alexi have their oh, yeah. finding, Find, finding, finding Drake? Finding chicken. <laughs> finding popcorn chicken because <laughs> that's riveting for real. Great. <laughs> um, I've never talked to you about music. Are you a big music fan? Um. I mean, yes, but also no, in the sense that I like what I like. I'm not someone who ever, you know, has this giant, like, I know everything about music. I need to know everything about the musicians that I like. It's just, if I hear the radio and I love a song, I'm Shazamming it. It's going on the Spotify playlist. And I love the way music that I like makes me feel. Yep. And my favorite place to listen to it is really loud in my car. Yep. Um, 
And to me, that's joy. Or like in your AirPods, like going through life as if you're yeah. in a movie. It's that's that's the extent of music for me. I find now because I'm moving around when I listen to music, whereas when I was growing up, it was like you had to be in the room with it because, you know. And so I find that what I'm listening to is different because of the actions I'm doing. So normally I listen to it at the gym. So I want something upbeat or I'm running or I'm washing up. So they're two very different things. I listen to a lot of like Phoebe Bridges, Lucy Dacus washing up. That's getting my feelings. (laughs) Crying. And then (laughs) listen to a lot of uh, angry British punk music when I'm uh, at the gym. Well, not to jump ahead, but these songs, what was interesting to me was how it was a total throw around of genre and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like, like when you think about curating a playlist for a party, this would make people vomit and yeah. fall out the window and scream. Like, you know, there's no thought of the vibe and the overall mood. There's a huge gear shift in going <laughs> yeah. from track. I think it's track five to track six, which we'll get to that. All yeah, right, let's yeah. start with the first one. Okay, this is a song called Ain't No Love, Ain't No Use by British band Sub Sub featuring Melanie Williams. That's who will stop it there. That's a bop. Oh, I loved it. I thought yeah. we cracked into it real strong. And it's, you know what I love is when you find music and then it's like, that's mine. I'm keeping that. Yeah. Thank you for this, Josh. Thank yeah. you. Well, I, I'd never heard this song either. So this was in 93. This album came out, Hit Machine 3. 90, in 1993, this came out. Now, I didn't know anything about Sub Sub until I did some research. I went, oh, I do know about Sub Sub. Because I know about the band that they turned into. So a little bit of history about the band. So it was Jimmy Goodwin and twin brothers Andy and Jez Williams. The female vocals is a woman called Melanie Williams, who uh, is no relation to the twins. They all met at school. And then they would quite often frequent the famous Hacienda nightclub, So, which was in Manchester, which was the likes of the Happy Mondays, New Order, and other factory bands that played there. So what happened was they had this single. This was a huge big hit for them. Uh, they were working on their follow-up single in, like, another album in 96. Uh, and their studio burnt down. This was on the twins' birthday. They went out for a party and the studio burnt down and they lost everything. <gasps> and they decided, all right, we, what do we do? Do we rise up from the ashes like a phoenix and keep going? Or do we just move on with our lives? So they moved on and they formed another band called Doves who were quite a big band in the, like, 98 to... Like, they're still going, but especially that 98 to 2005, six kind of thing. So I'll play you... So they sound like that in 93. This is what they sound like in... I think this is in 98, so... So it's that very kind of, like, 
you would put this on a compilation with bands like Coldplay, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and other English bands of this ilk, <laughs> Elbow and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's just. But it's very nice. It's nice. Uh, so that's that's Doves, but we're talking about Sub Sub. Yeah. Sub Sub. So this is how uh, the band, so they had a little like little mini uh, hit with mm-hmm. the song before this one, before uh, Ain't No Love, Ain't No Use. And a guy at Factory Records, which they used to hang out at, uh, didn't believe in contracts and said, look, I want to put a song out for you. We'll just do a 50-50 split, whereas most, uh, most record labels pay your upfront fee and then blah, blah, blah. And so they did the 50-50 split, which they're happy they did because this song, Ain't No Love, sold over 700,000 copies. And so they, like, pretty much was able to fund the band off the back of just this single. That's huge. What yeah, a it's win. great, isn't it? What a win yeah. for them. Yeah. And a win for us to listen to this song. Yeah. Big big um, fan of this song. Big fan. Love Sub Sub. And uh, Melanie Williams uh, was in another band. She was in a, a duo called the uh, Temper something, I can't remember. But uh, she always gets asked about this song and... People are like, I'm sorry to ask, but can I ask you about Sub Sub? And she's like, by all means, ask. I love oh. singing that song. I've never once not wanted to sing that song. Anytime anyone requests it, I'm happily, I'll break into it because I know how much it means to people, which is always That's nice to hear as well. The best. That's yeah. your favorite thing to hear from your favorite like stars and artists is when they when they are like, hell yeah. I yeah. see what this does to people and I forget my little ego. Yeah. You know? Do you know the uh, singer St. Vincent? Yeah. Yeah, so she wrote a song called New York uh, and there's a cool podcast called Song Exploder, uh, which I think NPR do it, and she writes, she t- talks about the breakdown of that song and she said it was the first time she ever finished a song and went, oh, that could be someone's favourite song. Oh! Because you don't, do you, like when you write jokes, do you ever think that's that could be someone's favourite joke? Yeah, I think I knew that when I wrote my concrete Italian <laughs> pussy joke. I thought this is going to define a whole nationality and a generation. I'm, yeah, I did. I did have the innate. <laughs> no, of course I never think that. I'm like, will anyone fucking like this? Will anyone fucking get this? Yeah. Um, but maybe that. Maybe I just haven't written that joke yet. Well, yeah? I I wanted to, if I was in the. Uh, in the position where I could make a kind of a TV show, I would mm. love to sit down with musicians, ask them about their songs, but then ask them what they did after they finished writing that song. So not just like, so talk to someone who's written a smash hit. So say like, I, I yeah. understand this story. So I'll talk to someone like Vance Joy and say, mm. all right, Riptide, huge hit. So you wrote it. What was your day like afterwards? Did you go, I've written a great song. I want to play it to someone. Or did you just go about your business and go, all right, yeah, I think I might. I think that's a good idea for a show. My favorite thing to do is to ask people questions. Yeah. To ask people questions and find out stuff that no no one else is thinking what you're thinking. You're a genius, you're a star, and you have to, and this show will happen. And um, because that is so interesting. It's like what's after like like you know, I write a joke and then I like drive myself to KFC and I yeah. eat popcorn shake and you know it's I'm in a mess in my car watching like Mr. Bean. Like that that is its own story. Yeah. And we need those stories. Because I remember when I got Spicks and Specs, I got the phone call. It was, it was a Monday night. It was like 5.30 when I got the call that, yep, you, you're hosting it. And then I had to go into my community radio show. And I was so excited, that 10-minute drive to the radio station. And then when I got out of the car, it hit me that, oh, I have to now tell these guys I can't do the show next year. I have to quit my job. 
and it was very kind of not depressing, but it was depressing is the wrong word, but it was it was pressing like this yes. like actual I could feel it coming down on me, and it was like oh I've got to do so much stuff before I can actually really kind of get into this. Celebrate. Yeah, that's yeah. cool being an adult and having responsibilities. And it's a real sucker punch, you know. Yeah. All right, moving on. Track two, two unlimited. And this is their hit, Tribal Dance. Sorry, Ray. I'm going to turn you off. There you go. So that's two unlimited. <laughs> the Belgian-Dutch crossover we all wanted. I mean, I have written a list of the songs and words next to it as like a jumping off point. And the word I wrote next to it, this is OK in capital letters. <laughs> if someone played this to me, I'd be like, OK. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was a big song, school socials kind of stuff. This was a... All right, let's get the kids up on the dance floor, play some Two Unlimited. Wow. Yeah. Because to me, this brought me to, like, this feels like a, a song, even especially that beginning section where I'm like, this feels like it's in the idea of what a nightclub is. Like, yeah. this is the song you hear. It's Night at the Roxbury. It's like so that. I, I think, and this is just me projecting, I think what they've done is they've gone, what would be a cool film clip? It'd be cool if we dressed up as like cave people, like cave men, cave women. All right, let's write a song that, so we can do that. And I reckon, yeah, I would say they may have gone backwards. Totally. Yeah. That, yeah, that's a great call because so, of course that's happening sometimes. Yeah. So that little uh, say that again at the start of it, that's from the film Back to the Future. That's a little sample. Uh, so Anita Doth and Ray Sling- Slingard, they're the two vocalists. And the thing I remember as a kid – I thought they were very cool because uh, Ray had, like, on top of his head, he had, like, short little dreadlocks. But all around the sides, he had it shaved, and he would always shave what the single was called into the hair. No. So, yeah. So it was a bit like when Dennis Rodman got very famous in basketball because he bleached his hair and tried to be like Demolition Man. That's all it took in, in the early 90s to stand out. Just do something a little bit wacky with your hair. And you are a cult, a cult classic. That's and I respect that. You yeah. are a visionary if you do something interesting with your hair. You yeah. know, just walking around with tribal dance in, <laughs> yes. in your head. It'd be funny if they wrote a song. They have a really long title. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah but look, two unlimited. They're very one note. This and yes. no limit. All, all their songs sound the same, and even in the song, it all sounds the same. Yeah, it was just very one note. It's too limited. It's limiting. It's limited, and there's not much else that I'd no. like to say about it. Yeah, I, I I could pass on this one too. All right, moving on. Our next act. She kissed me, by, a man who used to go by the name Terence Trent Darby, 
But he's now Sananda Matreya. I hope I'm saying it right, Sananda. But here is She Kiss Me. Weird start. Um. Shouldn't start like that. (laughs) That's how it should have started. Where do you think she kissed him? Oh. <laughs> oh my god, that's like a cacophony is how I would describe that. No. Um that Not was a fan? Tough. No, I have written next to this capital letters. No. <laughs> no. And to me, I don't know if you would hear this if anyone hears this, but to me this song is the vibe of um, in a movie where it's a shot of like a teenage band who like suck at playing a band on yep. stage. You know what I mean? That's what this is to me. I'm so sorry to this man. I would never say this to his face. Well, but- Sin- Sinanda Matreya. Mm. Cha- so Terence Trent Darby was a stage name. Or, or it kind of was. His name's Terence Trent Thorne or something like that. And then his uh, mother married a guy whose surname was Darby. And so he took the Derby name, but with an apostrophe in between the D and the A to make it a bit more, you know how Michelle sometimes spell their name like M-E-S-H-E-L. It's like, come on, you're Michelle. <laughs> uh, so, but then he was a huge star. Now, this is the thing. People forget in the 80s, people were talking about Terence Trent Derby as if he was like a contemporary and almost a challenger to Michael Jackson and Prince. Shut up. Yeah, huge. So Sign Your Name uh, was a big song of his. Um, Wishing Well was a huge hit. And he was also very great in interviews. He was this full of bluster and confidence and also a very good-looking man. Wow. Very, very, very attractive. I mean, you need that in this business, okay? Yeah. So this is what he said, though, when he was interviewed about you know, just how he got his start in the industry. And he said, well, I had a dream on the night that John Lennon was murdered and I had a premonition. I was on a street corner in New York and I saw him coming towards me. And as he did, he had his hand out and seemed to recognize me. And then John Lennon disappeared into me. <gasps> so he's, he's on, he thinks that, you know, the reincarnation of John Lennon. He also said that his first album is a better album than Sgt. Pepper's. But it's all that thing of like, you know, when you're going on the promo tour, you, you don't want to, yeah, you got to say, yeah, I think this is the best album ever. Otherwise. Yeah, you're so right. Otherwise it's boring. We don't yeah. care. It's not getting to the Daily Mail if you're not saying this kind of shit. Yeah. And this song, this song's very different to his other, other stuff as well. But it was around this time he was like, so he was height heights and then not cool anymore. And mm. he was struggling with that. And then that's why he got rid of the name Terrence Trent Darby and he's now got a lot. More stuff under Sananda Matreya than he has under Terence Trent Darby. And he's recently, his last work he did, I didn't even know, because I didn't know uh, 
he changed his name, mm. but uh, he's a vocalist on one of my favorite albums from two years ago, which was the Avalanches album, or maybe it was last Ooh. year. He's on. He sings on the song "Reflecting Light" with Vashti Bunyan, who Vashti Bunyan can I say is a great name to say if you're a bogan. <laughs> but, oh, just listen to the new Vashti Bunyan. It's great. Anyway, <laughs> it um, is great. Yeah, but Terence Trent Darby, Sananda Matreya, pretty amazing career. A, a fascinating, fascinating guy. Yeah. Also uh, was also a part-time vocalist for um, In Excess after Michael Hutchins died. Dude. He did a few he, gigs for him. He gets around. He's huge. Good does for that, him. Does that change your opinion of the song now? No, no darling. Okay. <laughs> no, nothing can. Nothing will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm guessing off that, you're not a fan of the rockier stuff. Oh, yeah. You better believe it. Let's just say this next one. Ah, uh, you're yeah. Mm-mm. All right, this Uh-oh. is this was. Look, I was twelve when this album came out, and when this song was in the charts on Rage. And can I say, as a twelve-year-old boy, I fucking love this song no! so much. Of course, it is such a for young boys. As a forty-one-year-old man, I hope to never hear it again <laughs> after I do this. So here it is, Green Jelly, and their song. Three Little Pigs. <laughs> Why don't you sit right back and I, I may tell you a tale, a tale of three little pigs and a big, bad wolf. And the good thing, it goes for almost six minutes. So I legally can play two and a half minutes of this concerto. Oh, no! No! No, no! <laughs> all right, that's all we need to hear. We, we get the idea. Do you it's know a- I listened to the whole thing? In of the name course. of research, I lay in my bed and I listened to this. And um, I thought, I hope it only goes up from here. Do you know? Do you ever have people tell you that music was better back in their day? Yeah, and then I slap them. So then, and then you hear stuff like this because this, yeah. this was a huge hit in Australia. Made made the hottest one hundred. When people say, "Oh, the hottest one hundred used to be better back then," it's like, no, it didn't. It was always shit like this. Yes, I know. Thank I, you. I do know the Wiggles doing Tame Pilot. That song sucks. I'm sorry. It, it yeah. was not not. It was. A cool little thing they did on the radio, but it wasn't the best song. Anyway, this is like, this is on par with that for me. Totally, totally. And can I say, like, I'm someone who, I've said this before, I earnestly love Coldplay and their music. And the way people treat me for liking that, yeah, it's like, you should be like that about this, about Green <laughs> Jelly. Like, you can't put, if there was a gun to your head and they're like, which one do you want to listen to um, the whole album of Green Jelly or Coldplay? 
you have to say cold lately. You'd be nuts to pick this. I can't remember what episode. I've done so many of these lately, but I was defending Coldplay the other day. Thank I, you for I, your service. I don't think they're – look, I – no, it was with Ben Russell. He hates them and he reckons after Parachutes they were like just terrible. I'm like, no, no, their best album was the one after that. Ha ha. A rush of blood to the head. But um, also I think Chris Martin is an interesting guy and he seems mm. quite grounded in a world of – he. Like he's ma- he was married to Gwyneth Paltrow and their kids are named Apple and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And it's all that kind of stuff. But he seems like he's just a normal dude. Totally. But, agree. Yeah. Agree. Could talk about this forever with you over drinks of just right. how fabulous Coldplay So let's talk green jelly then. So green jelly, originally called green jello with an umlau above the O. Uh, but Kraft Foods, who own the brand name Jello. Uh, claimed it was an infringement of their trademark, and so they forced them to change the name. So they changed it to Green Jelly with a umlaut over the Y. But they say the band, the umlaut over the Y makes it an O sound. So they're still pronounced Green Jello. Nice. But in Australia, well, I'm still going to call it Green Jelly. Uh, they've been a band for a decade before this song came out. Whoa. Can you imagine doing shit like this for a decade? So you're uh, telling me for 10 years they were worse than this? Yeah, All this their is, stuff this was is worse their big, to get to this. big hit. Now, they uh, went into, they had a meeting with a music management company called Zoo Entertainment, and they said they were going to be the world's first video-only band. And so their album was going to be just little, like a movie, but it was like just the songs, each, every song had a film clip that went with it. And so Zoo Entertainment signed them on the spot and gave them $50,000 to go go get it done. And their break came when uh, KXRX, which is a radio station in Seattle, played this song as a joke. Got oh, this is shit. Let's play this. And the phones lit up and everyone loved it. Went, yeah, keep playing that song. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. And you as a little boy with one of those calls. Oh, I loved it. So it was... Number five in the UK. Jesus. As well, it went platinum in Australia and it sold. How many copies do you reckon the album sold that this was on? Five. Five copies? Yeah, is that in the 14 ballpark? million copies. Okay, so I was just Just, just off. <laughs> and here's, here's the other. So a band who people love this band, not for me. Do you know the band Tool? Um, Yeah. Maynard Keenan from Tool and da- Danny Carey were in in this band at this time. Damn. So people think Tool of this. Oh, they're so it's real intelligent rock. It's like this kind of math rock, and and then they're yeah. doing like fucking nursery rhymes. You know, f- yeah. When I think of Tool, I think of my ex. So I maybe think different there things. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Do we like him? No, he's a tool. That's oh, okay. One. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. All right. Good. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah. So this gave this made me. Um, uh, yeah, this just made me stressed. This yeah. song. It's 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 music for children. It's it fits in the Ugly Kid Joe. It makes Ugly Kid Joe look like they're very high class. Yeah, and yeah. can I say for this <clears throat> for this next song, I thought it would be the same, and I thought I would hate it. Well, well, well. Not oh. the case. Mm-hmm. Well, that that's good because this has been voted one of the greatest songs of all time. So, you know, if you hated this one, <laughs> you might get a few people saying, oh, I'll, I'll maybe go listen to it. This is Rage Against the Machine and their massive hit, their big first single, Killing in the Name. Here we go. 
verses are the same that bar crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that bar crosses. Alright, we're gonna stop there. If you've never heard that song before, you're either super, super young or super, super old. So thank you for your patronage, but go, go and listen to it <laughs> on, on Spotify or YouTube or something like that. Uh, if you've, most of us would have known that song before. So did you, you, you would have known this song before, Coachella? Um, I knew some of it, but I don't think I'd sat and listened to the whole thing. Hence why I was like, you know, think of the vibe of, I'm like, I'm supposed to hate this, right? It's going to be yeah. rock. It's going to be someone screaming at me. It's going to be like, not my vibe. And then it fucking holds me close. And I'm like, whoa, you're taking me in yeah. different places. And also I'd heard this on the Woodstock documentary. Have you watched that? The one yeah. where it goes fucking tits up and. Is that the and, Netflix and, one or the HBO one? There's two. Oh, oh I think I've. I haven't seen there the Netflix a, one. Yeah, it's one of the I don't know, but um, yeah, I've seen something, and I remember hearing this song, and people—that's when they just go fucking crazy. It's funny. So in the HBO one, they don't really talk about Rage Against the Machine because Rage Against the Machine is still very much liked, whereas a band like Limp Biscuit or Kid Rock are not well liked these days. And so oh. the HBO one really goes into them and almost blames Fred Durst for a lot of the saying. Limp Biscuit were the ones that had like mm, the crowd, get, the fans yeah. there, the bro boys, which is true. But also at Woodstock 99, there were more jam bands than there were new metal bands. There were more like bands who were just like, he's 14 members on stage and there's two percussionists. Like had more of that, yeah. even though it was very much only one woman on the main stage every day, which is very, very bizarre. But mm. they kind of gloss over Rage Against Machine in it. And I think it's because they're even though they are a kind of hard rock band, their messaging is, hey, uh, corporations are shit and Ground Roots is where it's at. Interesting. Yeah. So they got off easy. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. But, um, yeah. Yeah, but it's it, awesome. I, the, the song builds really well as well. It, it's like the whole – because the, the verses are – like, you know, they're – what they're talking about, they're talking about the Rodney King um, uh, police brutality incident and the riots. That's what it's all. So when they say some of those workforces are the same that burn crosses, they're saying the LA, LA police, also uh, Ku Klux Klan members. And so wow. very political. Uh, was huge. Uh, was number 25 in the UK singles. I think got higher. I think got to number eight in Australia, but they didn't show the it on Rage in the mornings because of all the swearing. So it used to be just a blank screen or the rage thing and saying eight rage against machine, which as a kid made you want to hear the song even more. That's so lame. Well, I, I think at eight thirty in the morning, you probably can't have someone oh, screaming fuck 17 times in the morning. Yeah. Oh, because of kids. Yeah, so true. I yeah. forget about them. Yeah. Um, it got to number one in the UK in 2009 because it was the Christmas single of the year. Wow. Yeah, there was a bit of a protest because all those X Factor always had singles of the year and then someone said, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we voted um, Rage Against Machine? You know, and it just picked up and that's awesome. Uh, the band um, donated all the money to charity as well. From, Huge. From yeah, good. But here's my favourite Rage story. Okay. And listeners, apologies if I've kind of said this on a podcast before, but it is my favourite. I know Conchetta doesn't know this. Yeah. So in 1993, there was a huge big music festival called Lollapalooza. And Rage Against Machine, hot new band, were on, and they were the first band on on the day, okay? Prime spot. But uh, Zach De La Roca had no voice at the Philadelphia one. So they'd been traveling around. He'd been, like, you know, partying, all that kind of stuff. And the kind of singing he did, hard on his voice. But they didn't want to cancel the gig. 
because they'd signed the contract. And so what they thought they'd do is that that protest this the you know the little parental advisory stickers you put on you yes. see. So they'd only just come in because of a group called the Parents Music Resource Center. Ugh. And so the the Rage Against the Machine were against it. They thought, no, no, we don't want this, like stop censoring people, blah, blah, blah. And so as a protest, what they did, instead of playing a set that day, all four members walked out naked. Each member had a different letter on their chest, a P, an M, an R, and a C. And they had their instruments just feeding back for 15 minutes and they stood there for 15 whole minutes as a in silence. They had tape over their mouths in the nude as a protest. At first, the Philadelphia crowd were like, yay, woo, this is great. After 10 minutes, the people were going, what the fuck is this? Just play some songs. Play your hits. So they started throwing anything they could at the band. <gasps> and Tom Merlo talks about it. He goes, it was fine, but the thing that hurt them was the coins. They were chucking coins at us, and a few of them hit oh. me in the ball bag, which oh. is not good. But my <laughs> favorite part is the bassist, Tim Comerford, he has quite a small penis <laughs> and he was nervous about doing it. And so he stood there for 15 minutes next to the other guys, who, you know, quite well endowed, but he's got this <laughs> tiny, tiny little dick. <laughs> and then so many people were taking photos and he knew, oh shit, this is going to go everywhere. And it, even though like 93, it's not like it would now, like they'd be all over Instagram within seconds. Yes. 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 He thought, okay. <laughs> Well, they, they won't get their films developed because it's pornography. A magazine, I forget what magazine it was, had it as a poster. They oh. t- The proper photographer took it and it was a poster you could put up on your wall. The band registered the sheet <laughs> in the nude with little Tim's tiny little dick. <laughs> I'm looking it up. Yeah, go for it. But <laughs> that's, that's my that's... favourite Rage Against Machine story. What a fucking story. Yeah, it's oh, good. it comes straight up. Yeah. Oh, that's so annoying. It's all censored. Oh, here we go. Found the uncensored. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's tiny. (laughs) (laughs) Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, moving on. Now, this is what I was talking about. Quite a, quite a shift in gear here. Yes. So this is Taylor Dane with her cover of the Barry White classic, Can't Get Enough of Your Love. Oh, I don't know, 
All right. And we'll stop it there. You like that wow. one? Wow. Show-stopping. Incredible. Never been done before. Perfect. Amazing. Gorgeous. <laughs> love. That, like, what a big song to cover, right? Yeah. And you already are on the back foot. And then yep. it's like, no, she came to slay and she slayed it. And her vocals are brilliant. And the energy, like, I couldn't stop dancing. It feels like your dream, like, if you went to a wedding and someone was singing and doing covers, that's, like, the best it could ever be. Yeah. You know? That, if it was a movie and this was, like, the person who was, like, kind of like Estella got a groove back and this is her way of at that wedding mm. going, all right, I'm going to do it. There would be that mit in the, the talking bit where she's like a bit embarrassed looking to the side going, oh, I don't yeah. want to do this. And then once the actual scene comes in, it kicks off and she everyone's blown away. Blown then, away. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Ta- Taylor Dane, uh, this is from her third album. It's called Soul Dancing. Uh, another song that was only a hit in Australia. Didn't do well anywhere else. Got to number two. Everywhere else in the world didn't even didn't even crack the top thirty. Huh. Yeah. Unfair. Rude. I find that weird. Uh Taylor Dane, not her that's also a stage name. Damn it. Yep. So she changed it. Um her real name's Leslie Wonderman. That's or, so cool. That's what I think. If you named Wonderman, that's pretty cool. Uh changed to Taylor Dane. Before she released the album, though, she found out, her first album this is, she found out there was a porn star that was also called Taylor Dane. Okay. And so, but Dane, in the porn star way of spelling it, was D-A-N-E, and she changed it. She put an extra Y in there, so it's D-A-Y-N-E. Oh, classy. She classed yeah. it up she knew, she, she knew Google was coming. She knew that, all right. <laughs> she could feel it. Yeah. <laughs> what, I a, what, what a happy song. Really I, loved it. I, it does... It does give off like your auntie's had a couple of wines. Yeah, I, 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 I can't imagine anyone like because it's like Barry White's the the stereotypical music to have sex to, but I can't imagine anyone <laughs> listening to this having sex seriously. No, you would have to stop and start dancing. You couldn't commit <coughs> seriously to sex to coitus. Yeah. No, you've got to get up and groove. It's not the mood. Um, I, I might ruin her for you though now with, no! this, with these facts. What, has she slept with my boyfriend or something? Yeah, her and Ben, no. Uh, <laughs> so this is, a, this is one fact that won't ruin it for you. In 2020, she was in The Masked Singer in the US and she was the popcorn, which we're seeing now in the Australian one. That's so crazy that you said that because I don't know why, but this song I was like, I would turn my chair for this yeah. girl. <laughs> so that's happened to her. Literally. All right, after this fact, you might turn it the other way then. In 2021, on New Year's Eve, she performed at Mar-a-Lago for Donald Trump's New Year's Eve party. Oh, no, 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 And when no, questioned no. about it, she went, oh, I don't know. I'd stay out of politics. I don't, I don't, yeah. <laughs> That's Which, like, that just reminded me of the thing that Ellen said. She's like, I'm friends with people yeah. no matter yada, yada, yada. I'm friends. With, when I say be kind to people, I mean everyone. Like it's <laughs> yes. the person in my audience, <laughs> war criminals, just be kind. <laughs> Okay, uh, the chair's spun. <clears throat> Can they do that on the voice, the mask? On, on the mask thing, spinning I, back. I, I, I've only watched like fifteen minutes of the mask thing. My my youngest son saw the ads for it. When that looks really cool, but yeah. he did, he's eight. He doesn't know any of the people in it, so he doesn't. So he just true. likes the costumes of people dancing. Yeah, which I think is a better show. Just have that. Totally. Yeah. Totally. But totally, he was totally. bored by it and said, "I don't know who they're trying to guess. I don't know what's happening." And so, yeah, <laughs> we stopped watching it. Yeah, Going back what... to Ellen, yeah, 
I feel that she got a hard, like, I feel mm. that it, she was hard done by there in the end. Because, like, yeah. I understand workplace and she's the boss and so she should know what's happening in her production company. Yeah. But I also think that as if she is. Like, we all know yeah. that she's not. It's her name and she's paying the checks, but she's not doing the day-to-day. Totally. That is such a good point. And you you won't know that till you're literally in showbiz and you're like, it is so – there is so much more boring, crazy stuff than yeah. you could think. It's like – and also you, I, I guess I start to realize like – you know how sometimes when you're – um you get an opportunity or you're doing something and there'll be one thing that you say and you're like maybe not as charismatic and, and then you're in your head and you're like, oh, my God, now I'm a big fat C word to yeah. every – like imagine – and I'm a nobody. I'm at the bottom rung. Imagine being the top person with like a million more stresses – I just wonder about that sometimes of um, obviously there's a difference between being kind and being an asshole. I feel like we always yeah. know who an asshole is, but I would just, I feel like you'd, there'd be so much you'd have to just kick into of just the work and people, and, and you have to, and you'd have to stop caring literally about what every single person thinks about you. And yeah. you know, like, you know what I mean? It's a yes. big fucking ocean that a million people could come away with something with a million different perspectives. Yeah. If that makes sense. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Kind of kind of on theme to Ellen. Um, yes, this song. Woo! This is Inner Circle and their huge hit, Bad Boys. Bad Boys. Stop it there. That's a song that comes straight out the gate awesome, makes yeah. you smile, makes you just has you by the fucking throat. It's like, I'm going to love this. It's great. I've only just, because I'm playing this from YouTube. Um, I was telling Conchetta before, my wife's using the Spotify with her music classes. But the one I'm playing, they've got a, a Jamaican flag over Bob Marley. Bob Marley's not nothing to do with this band. Like, <laughs> it's great. Anyway, uh, so this song, first released in 87. Um, re-released in 93 because they had another hit, Sweat, a la 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 long. You know that? Yes! That was them. And so Whoa. they went, the record label like, this is a huge hit. You got anything else? They went, oh, yeah, we've got this song. Then probably most well-known because it was it's the theme to Cops. Yeah. 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 Now, in the main show, 100% Hits with Ben Russell, I, I we talked about Inner Circle, so we went all through the history there. So if you want to listen about Inner Circle, go listen to that episode. But Conchetta, I want to ask you. Yeah. This is about bad boys. Do you like bad boys? Um, I used to. And used then to. I, I curbed my addiction. Um, yeah, that's good. You know, coming from trauma and yeah. coming from like, 
you know, and I think people relate to this of like, you know, you're like, why do I like fucked up? It's like, yeah, babe, you need to like sort stuff out and it's normal. So I did really like bad boys and um, it's, I'm ashamed to say some of the best sex you ever have is with bad boys, but that's not necessarily the one that you should be with. I just like that. Yeah. I know that's crazy to say, but like, I know everyone at home is being like, yep, totally. The, you know, the amount of friends of mine who have had like sex with people who I would go, Hey, I think she might be a little bit unhinged. Just be careful. Like, you know, Yes, yes. and they're like, oh, but it's amazing. I'm like, I bet it is. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. But, <laughs> but the, yeah, but is it worth, need... th- is it worth three months of you pretty much checking doors and cupboards when you get home <laughs> in case something's there? Like, yeah. can I say about bad boys? Um, also, isn't this from the movie? Bad yeah. They use or, it in the yeah. movie as well. That's that the movie came out in 95. Wow. So yeah. this song in my head, I was like, oh, this was made for the movie Bad Boys. But it's absolutely not. It was a song in its own right and then has been used for these amazing yep. other projects. Okay, yeah. huge. And you know what I wanted to ask you? This song is interesting. What do you think is the like perfect activity to be listening to? Because I don't know if it's there with – I don't think it's fast for like gym. Like, is no. It, what, is it in the car? Is it with friends? What is the – where – what would you listen – what is the perfect activity that you'd be doing that this song slaps the hardest for? Do you know? Uh, I would say just summer in a park drinking. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. It's like, cool, let's – there might be – like someone's brought some bocce balls along. You're not going to yes. use it. Who fucking – one guy <laughs> One guy gets it set up. And you're like, oh, do we have to fucking do this? We're having more fun doing this. But this – that's the kind of thing. Oh, You know what? Yeah. Also – I've never been to Thailand, but I imagine this is played a fair bit in Thailand. <laughs> yeah, it's Thailand vibes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, perfect answer. Yeah. That's what's happening this summer. <laughs> it's always a thing with people you to go to a picnic and someone's got fucking like a cricket bat. A cricket, it's, but it's like, oh, do we have to do this now? I know. Oh. Do we, uh, can we just chill? For one? Yeah. I work. I work for nine, nine days in the week and yeah. now you're making me work on my – holiday fuck you i've got kids who make me <laughs> bend down and do lego with them let me just sit and do this all right this is a song i had I'd, I'd never heard this song before in my life wow i didn't know who freedom williams was i do now and mm-hmm. this is his debut single voice of freedom house of freedom edit by freedom williams Now this is not on Spotify. You have to you have to listen to this one on YouTube so you get to see the film clip. It's very dramatic. Black and white. Oh. Now color. <laughs> It's fact. I made the rules that'll make you wanna groove, that'll make you wanna prove my moves are all that. Dance to your feel like I feel now. Grab your girl and then move, that's how. Now is the time, now is the year, and this is the world premiere.
There we go. What do you think? Oh, I wrote not for me. Not for you? Um, not for me personally, but it, it did have something. But I just want to say I did research for this. Oh, yes. Like, so I learned this guy's from CC Music, Music Factory. Fact. And you yeah. know why? I, because my favorite thing on YouTube is to read the comments. I mean, that is the funnest thing in the world to do. And it's where you learn so much. It's the only way I want to learn. I yeah. don't want to have to like sit in a lecture. I'd rather like people mention things in the comments and then I start Googling. So they were they were being shady in the comments. They were like, this guy, like nothing next to Cece and he flopped and they're being such ass. And there's a few who are supporting him. But I was like, what the hell Cece? And then they're the guys with the hits. Mamma yeah. Mia. Yeah. yeah. Huge hits. So it, they it's interesting because they had four number one hits in America. Then he leaves the band to go solo. So yeah. he was kind of just their rapper in CNC Music Factory. But, you know, he was front and center in the film clips and stuff like that. Can I say, good body, this guy. Great Williams. body, great yeah. dancing. Yeah, good Crazy dancing. moves. The film clip, if you haven't seen it, is very uh, Janet Jackson kind of Rhythm Nation kind of uh, vibes. Also, around this time, a lot of Americans obsessed with George Michael. So this yeah. is like the George Michael vibes. I don't even know if it's a actual like sample of it but like so many people are like oh yeah we're using george michael we, like, and i i don't remember him being that big in america he must have been but like i thought he yeah, was more yeah. one of those i'm huge in uk kind of do it all right yeah. in america but he left them this was his first single so four number ones in a row this peaked in america at number 74 so you think you'd think you'd get higher than that if you got four number ones and go oh, this is the guy the solo album but not nothing Nothing. Then Yikes. the main guy from CNC Music Factory died in, I think, 1998, yep. I think it was. And so he, this guy, Freedom Williams, has now, like, acquired <gasps> the trademark to use CNC Music Factory. But he did it sneakily because they're C plus C Music Factory. So he was billed as C and C Music Factory. What is going on here? And now he uses C ampersand C Music Factory. So, but what does that mean? Would he be touring as the whole band, or what? Like, what is I, he? What? Did, what's happening? Well, he would be billed as C and C Music Factory. What? And there's yeah. just one guy. There's just one guy who left the band. The band continued on without him for a brief moment, and then they had their own issues. But yeah, uh, yeah. but that's like he didn't start the band. The other band members like, no, no, it's, but he would be doing their songs and then doing his own songs. Okay. Okay. Does that mean anyone can buy anything or is it, did he have an in because he was in the band? I don't know because the way they've spelt their name, the way he labels oh, himself, yes. maybe that plus and that ampersand, I'm yeah. not a lawyer. You'll have to get someone who's a lawyer. Yeah. 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 Do you know yeah, any yeah, lawyers? Got it, got it. Um, any comedians who did law school? There must be. There are. But there's lots. I would. I wouldn't associate with them. Yeah. Nerds. <laughs> like yeah. But yeah. Um. This this song. Look. What did you think? What do you? Th I'm surprised you? this song wasn't a bigger hit, because yeah. What yep, we what yep. we've been listening to. What have been hits. This song sits sits there. It does. You're absolutely right. And the film clip looks like there's been a lot of money spent on it. Totally. So it's not I mean, like that they would have scripted on promotion as well. They would have been promoting it a fair bit. Yeah. Well, because this was the one of the links that you gave me that 
I had to yeah. watch the clip and that had an entirely different effect already. It just like upped the stakes and it, I mean, it had sold me because of his body and because of all the, you know, the shenanigans going on um, yeah. that, yeah, it is shocking to hear it is well, much less. Maybe sp- people want someone with a good soul who doesn't. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think that, that is true. I think people actually, that's the Chris Martin effect. We like Chris Martin. Yes. <laughs> All right. Speaking of good bodies, this guy, oh, when I was, when I was 9, 10, 11, 12, I thought, ooh, what's going on here? This is Peter Andre and his hit, Funky Junkie. Yeah, for the listener, can Chet just Googled what Peter Andre looks like? <laughs> Put up a topless photo. We get yeah. we get the idea. We don't need to we hear the chorus. It. We get it. <laughs> good body though. Oh, good, great body. And what, looking at what he looked like then, I was like, well, there's no choice. Um, you have to be famous yeah. if you look like that for real. Yeah. In so, that time, especially. His I always thought he was Australian, but he just lived here for a brief time. He was actually born in London, moved here when he was six. Um, they say in the Wikipedia, Greek Cypriot descent. Uh, lived in Sydney, then they relocated to the Gold Coast when he was nine. Whoa. At age 14, he finished runner-up in a dancing competition and the prize at 14 was to meet Michael Jackson. Oh, wow. So, you know, I'm not – look, allegedly he may have been the winner (laughs) at the end of that. Uh, In 89, at 16, he was a contestant on the TV show New Faces. And he won and was offered a recording contract for $146,000. Shoot, that's cool. And this song, this is what they used to do in the 90s, Conchetta. They used to play songs in the background of soaps, as in like, this was played on Neighbours a lot in the background of scenes. And that's how it got in people, like a bit of earworm, kind of get in people's conscious and go, all right, I want to, yeah, I want to buy that single. That's so interesting and so amazing. That is what a beautiful, crazy fact. I now, mean, actually, I got it wrong. I wrote Not For Me next to Funky Junkie and Freedom was actually okay. okay. So for me, I, I would leave this and I don't need to hear it again. Yeah. But And also I thought I knew I knew about Katie Price before I knew about Pete Andre. Yes. They met, they met on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Married. Oh, the perfect place to be. They had two someone. kids. They got, they got divorced. He has two other kids with someone else. But he also, this is pretty cool, in, like, in a court of law, it has been proven that he does not have a small penis. <laughs> oh, my God. I think guys listening are just so jealous right now. <laughs> so do you know of the Wagatha Christie case in no. the UK? Uh-uh. So do you know how the 
in the UK, they call the wives and girlfriends of the football <gasps> players the wags. Wags, yep. So there was this wife or girlfriend of one player. Uh, so her name's Rebecca Vardy, and she was friends with Colleen Rooney. Mm-hmm. And Colleen Rooney was – she was – married to Wayne Rooney, who's very famous. And she was convinced that one of her friends was leaking stories to the press. And so what she, she had suspicions that it was Rebecca Vardy. So on Instagram, she would post stuff, but only like have it as close friends, but only had one friend, which was Rebecca Vardy to see if it was going to be leaked. Isn't that genius? That's fucking genius. This is the power of women. We know exactly what to do. And so this got leaked. And then she was like, I know it's Rebecca Vardy. She's the only one who had access to this. Because Colin Rooney would make stuff up. Make stuff up. And then it would get leaked to the press. And she goes, I know. I haven't told anyone this. She's the only person. So she's leaking it. Rebecca Vardy reckons that her account got hacked. And someone was hacking into her account and could see stuff. So it went to court. Wow. Um, Colleen Rooney won, but in it, part of it was that like in the actual court case, she was trying to say, I'm a truthful person. And they said, well, you went on record of saying, cause you hadn't like before you were married, you had a dalliance with Peter Andre and you told people that his penis was like a small chipolata. <laughs> and she said that she said that on record cause her boyfriend at the time was very jealous and forced her to say that Peter Andre has a small penis so he could feel big about himself. And that is so, that has so much more truth in that. That is so much more believable. Yeah. That that story, you know, (laughs) this is amazing. I'm going to take this for big natural talents. I'm going to talk about this story with Lauren. The Wagatha Christie is what they called it in the British press. And that's so genius. It's very good. (laughs) All right. Okay. It's our last song. Yay! Now this one, uh, look, this is a band that people love. If people like this band, they fucking love this band. If you like, yeah. But this was the first time I ever heard them. This is their song, Push the Little Daisies. It's by Ween. It sounds like this. Gotta get to the chorus listeners, I'm very sorry. There. You were bopping. You like that one? Loved it. I was right. hoping you could tell from my demeanor this was like maybe my favorite. I loved how quirky it is and it made me so happy. And I, even though the voice is crazy, I would love to know you probably have answers about why the voice is like that. Is it a grown man with a crazy, yeah, I don't know, just, but I They've just put it. like a effect on his vocals. They're, they're like a, a very experimental band. Every album's 
a different kind of theme, really, or even a different genre of music. They've got a country album. They've got like, uh, yeah, like it's great. They're a great band. That's awesome because I went to listen to another song just to be like, do they always sound like this? And it was not. It was entirely different. Yep. Yep. Um, and you would think on paper this would be annoying, that voice. It is likable, charming, artistic, brilliant. Yeah. I loved this song. Loved Excellent. it. Excellent. Because I heard this song, picture me, Bernie, 12 years old, <laughs> watching Rage, hearing this song and just going, what is it? Is this, is he really singing? Can you do music like that? I didn't know. Like, <laughs> yes. I thought you had to be a really good singer to be a singer. But no, you can do whatever as long as it's kind of interesting. And I think that's yeah. the key. It's interesting. So this was on the charts in Australia for 13 weeks. So Whoa. Quite long, quite long. It peaked at number 18, but people still loved it. Uh, that year's Triple J's Hottest 100 got to 40. Uh, and they also got a lot of attention because they were on uh, Beavers and Butthead. Do you know the TV show <laughs> Beavers and Butthead? Yeah, yeah. For those who don't, pretty much it was a cartoon. They would just play clips and talk shit over it. And so they talk shit over the top of this. Wow. Uh, and it was very funny. Like it's, And I think the band, Ween, even appreciated it because it was like, oh, that's a cool thing. And they like, were just saying, these guys suck and push this. And, yeah, it was very funny. <laughs> very. That's yeah. brilliant. But, yeah, it's, it's one of those songs that it was a song that I remember my dad hating. It was mm. like, this is, turn this off. This is rubbish. No, this is not music at all. But for me as a kid, there was something about it that I really was drawn to. I, I don't know if I liked it, but I was drawn to it. Now I fucking yeah. love it. Now I think it's great. Yeah. God, it's yeah. amazing that it can change. Like, yeah. you know how you love, you hated, no, you loved green jello jelly. Yeah. And now you um, Well, that's good. It. That It would, be, it it would be bad if I was yeah. like, <laughs> yes. yeah, I've not grown at all. <laughs> at all, yeah. <laughs> 29 years. It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, so true. What a beautiful way to end it. Like I, my, I'm happier because yeah. of this song, and that's the power of music. And no one's talking about it. So that is side A of Hit Machine, Volume Two. I said, I think I said three because it's the third, third one. But side A of Volume Two. Now, let's go through them. How many hits do you think this is a Hit Machine? Okay, first one, <gasps> sub sub hit or no, not a hit. Yes. All right, two, two unlimited trouble dance. Mm-mm. She kissed me. No. Green jelly. No. Rage Against Machine. Yes. Taylor Dane. Can't um, get enough of your love. Yes. Yeah, you absolutely. That was Bad Boys. Yes. Voice of Freedom by Freedom Williams. Yeah. Funky I think we ju- should add it. Funky Junkie. No. Ween Push the Little Daisies. Yes. That's six. That's good. Six out of nine. That's or is it six out of ten? It's 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 good. Whatever it is, it's good. Yes. It's, it's over fifty percent. That's a pass. <laughs> yes, it passed in a crazy order, but yep. there's hits in there that you will find. Well, the, it, it's a real slump in the middle there. It's totally. a real slump. It's when the party's like dry, lagging, and then yep. Bad Boys brings it back up. Yeah. Um, Conchetta, where can people find you? Hello, everyone. You can find me. Um, at Conchetta Worldwide on Instagram and, um, yeah, my podcast, Big Natural Talents, or my podcast, The Quibble Hour. Excellent. Make sure you do that. Hey, thanks, everyone, for being Patreon subscribers. You guys are the absolute best. Uh, make sure you keep liking uh, or, if you haven't already, 
give it a rating on Apple Podcasts. It yes. makes the algorithm help out, makes us get up there. I just want to be I just want to be above the drop, the ages yes. fucking music podcast. Yeah, so, boo. Just, go come boo. on, go with the underdog. Yeah. What does the age know? Okay. Josh yeah. all knows literally everything. Do the work. Thanks for listening, but actually do the work. Go out and review it. And also actually Patreon people are the best people ever. They it's- are. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.